Hello. Hey, welcome <laughs> back to another wonderful episode of Theater Thoughts. Thoughts. I'm Ty Etherton. And I'm Kiara Sweeney. And we are two former theater kids turned forever theater adults. Whether we like it or not. It's terminal. <laughs> but it's a condition we live with every day. It's not terminal. You just tried <laughs> to kill us. I'm dead. <laughs> I am speaking from the grave. It's not terminal, but it is a condition we live, we live with, with every, every day. day. Hey, yeah. we're talking all things theater education and all things performing, performing arts. arts. So let's get into some theater, theater thoughts. thoughts. Uh, how are you? I'm so great. How are you? Good. A lot has happened since we did our last pod. Our last normal episode. Yes. We successfully did musicals. High five. Right here. (laughs) Um, And it went well. Yeah, they were great. I'm still so bummed that I couldn't see yours. Same. It, it. From what I heard from other people who saw it, it was fantastic. And rightfully to yours, too. But so. now we get to live that fourth quarter fantasy of yeah. doing nothing right yeah. now. But we're we're going to see a lot of shows. We're going to see a lot of shows. Which is really We've awesome. We haven't shows. done that in a while. We're go- That is the thing. When you are in a process of a show, yeah. you don't see enough theater. And I really love the fact that I can go and be an audience member because the expectation is zero. Yeah. And we're in, like, musical th- season. Yes. Right now, like everyone in their mom. Well, is we have doing a show this their... weekend. Yes, we have a show next a weekend. A show next weekend. Odds are we'll probably see another show that following <laughs> weekend. Yeah. And then, you know, something of that. And then I go to New York and I'm seeing three shows in four days. Amazing. And, it, you know, it's. We and just then I come back get and enough. Then we, we start doing shows. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's really great. Yes. Yeah. But... Um, uh, today, I want to talk to you. Uh, about character. Do you have character? I hope I do. Do you know some characters? Oh, I know many. Are you a character? You already asked me that question, and I said I said you. Do you have? Do you oh. have? And are you two different things? Sorry, but that's um, the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well, I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Today we're talking about character, um, and and we're specifically talking about characterization, creating characters mm-hmm. on stage. Yeah. How do we? How do we become someone else? Right. How do we tell someone else's story? Right? That's really what character is all about. Right. The how, but then also the the why yes. is why we have a podcast. Absolutely. Called Thoughts because the why, why we create characters is because once you do the how and you successfully create a character, it is kind of exhilarating. Oh, wow. yes. It's a little addicting. It too, is. Where you're like, wow, that was so fun. And so many people came up to me and being like, you were so amazing because this, right. this, and this. Like, you were not yourself. or, or Alert, you, alert. You, whatever, Creating a character right? is a drug. A little bit. And I abuse that drug. <laughs> oh, before we begin about creating a character. Yes. We First off. Thank you all for listening to this. I want to do a quick shout out to one of my students, Miles, who listens to the podcast and he has been begging me to say his name. Oh my gosh. On the so pod. cute. Hi, Miles. So, Miles, this <laughs> Thank you for episode being a fan. <laughs> is dedicated to you. Um, and, and we're so glad that uh, even the youngs are listening. Yeah. Although it creates a I pressure think that to this say is right going to be a really cool episode, I think. For uh, for a lot of those young actors, yes. and I and I hope that we can throughout these next however many minutes of our conversation give you some tools to use so that yes. you feel like you have everything you need to succeed to create stronger characters. Yes. So let's dive in. Yeah. Here we go. What is a character in theater? 
a character for me, for me personally, <laughs> a character is establishing an overall arching idea of someone that is not you, which is, is what the definition of it is. I, I would say it is establishing a reality. And reality is in quotation yes. marks. Yes. But it is establishing that idea that this is who you are and this is the world you live in. But it's 100%. It's idea. It's voice. It's face. It's movement. It's everything. It's surroundings. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And creating that character and what that does for other people on the stage. Well, and especially like when you're you're acting, when you're on a stage and you're in the moment, that is your reality in that moment. Right. Right. And so thinking about how you've established this person and your relationships with other people, because that's an important thing. Yes. Right. Uh, as well as, you know, the entire environment that you exist in as that character in that story. It's all so important to really giving your audience the the full and true story. Yes completely agree yeah so for us what is a character when we hear character as theater thoughts as theater educators as theater kids themselves yes. we think this character um you have to remember that the rest of the world when they hear <laughs> character they think of uh like integrity they think of how you embody kindness and good like do you have strong character okay. and i think they i well, the reason i bring it up is because i think they kind of bl they can blend together really well and Absolutely. and when you're thinking about creating a strong character it's like really focusing on your character you know you as an actor of am i going to put my best foot forward to truly embody a character someone beyond myself someone here and going into their reality is really important and so i just think it's cool because it's the same word yeah it means two different things but we can really beautifully blend them together in a really powerful way to make it really strong i think that's a really cool way to look at it because yeah right. when i hear when someone says you have character i'm like oh <laughs> I'm funny, <laughs> right? Quirky, right. I'm quirky girl. But for other people, it's much more about how you present yourself, how you carry yourself, who you are in your core. That's your character. Well, in presentation of right? oneself, that is theater. That yeah. is, you're giving a presentation of whomever is on stage, not Ty and Kira on stage, yes. but these two characters interacting on stage. Absolutely. How do we achieve strong characterization? So I break it down into three things. Movement, voice, and like face if we're talking physicality okay because right? i think movement is different than facial movement i right? would also okay i would argue that i i like to break it down into three too okay but i would argue it's voice yes body and yes. physicality and then headspace okay mentally and emotionally who you are as that person okay let's break it down moving because we were talking about this earlier well and both of us start with this yes 100%. So yeah. directing a show, you cast people, you cast people as specific roles. Yes. And as we've said a million times, Kira and I are middle school teachers. So you're casting 12 and 13 year olds, sometimes as grandmas, grandpas, <laughs> yes. sometimes as older people, sometimes as mythical creatures. And so characterization, middle schoolers are not going to be like, all right, let me get into character they're not thinking about that they're like i need to walk on stage do my lines all yes. of that however movement for both of us we believe is a really easy way to get into it what is your process like 
I think, and maybe this is just from my background and who I am as a person. I'm a very physical person. And so to me, um, especially with kids who are not sure, like, oh, I have to be this person, but how do I be this person, right? Right. Physicality and and movement is an awesome place to start. Yes, I would agree. Um, My favorite exercise I always do first to introduce the idea of, of moving as a character uh, is character walks. Yes. And that I, I do a couple of different ways. The first time I do it, I just give them like movement qualities. So I'll be like, move really slow, move fast, lead with your head. I love leading, lead with with your chest, um, play with levels, right? How can you, how, how can you make this the, the highest or the lowest movement that you can? Well, then what you're doing is you're trying to connect movement to mood yeah and that's really important and with the leading i always do like let's lead with you know your chest and then i stop and i say so what types of characters would lead with their chest because they're all connected to the mood absolutely and then i do it again usually and i have them i give them specific character types right uh and see what they what they think of and how they connect with that idea of what that character, or that type of person or thing is. And then I often, yeah, the same thing where I'll be like, okay, so how did you use what you used in the first exercise this time around again, in order to create these different types of characters? Right. Well, right? And once they have specific characters, then you hold them to it specifically yes. in the rehearsal process. You say, Hey, remember when we were moving like that character, when you walk in, I don't want you to walk in like a 13 year old. Yes. I want you to walk in like, Mrs. Old Lady. And that first, I think as well, I should have said this before, is I always have them get in check with themselves first, right? Start by checking in with you, head into the body, right? Mentally, where are you in that space? And then physically in your body. Okay, get comfortable being you. Now shake that away. Wipe the slate clean. And and now you have this empty vessel to, to move. And but if you're not a new. thespian, that is weird. I mean, <laughs> here's the deal. In college, we were in movement style classes. Yes. And I'll even be honest, as a thespian, I sometimes would be like, what the <laughs> hell is this? Because it is, you know, and I wasn't taking it as not serious. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking of the practicalities for myself as an actor. I was mm-hmm. thinking, how can I take these techniques and these, you know, movements and these exercises to use as an educator? Absolutely. However, as I've started teaching and directing more and more, you and more realize since then, I realize the understanding of that checking in with your body of yes. you really. One of my favorite things is saying, "Okay, check in with your body. Realize where you have tension. Mm. You, your natural self, because if you tense your shoulders up, right? What a really strong way to get you out of maybe you and into another character is really focus on relaxing your shoulders. Mm. That's not you." You don't do that. You're someone else doing it that tagged along with all the other aspects that make up a character. Really strong stuff. So I 100% agree with you that this really kind of body experience, getting in touch with your inner you, your vessel is really cool and also really hard. Oh, and also it's so fun. It is so fun, right? I always just love watching the students do this because they just have a blast with it. Some of them you see on their faces, they're like, what the heck are we doing, right? But others, you're just like, they're just having a good time and enjoying, like, playing. Well, it's also It's all about play. It it is, 
easy and hard at the same because I believe I just said it was really <laughs> difficult. It is easy and hard. Walking around a space is not difficult. No, but it's how much Losing you give into you it. you and getting into another character yes. is really difficult and takes time. Yeah. But you're right. The kids that really respond well to it, I think is perfect. And then the other thing that we do, uh, I know we both did it uh, in our first quarters of our classes, is pantomime. Yes. Right? Stripping them away of their words. And having them just focus on their body. How do you tell a story? Because everyone just can talk. Body. Yes. Everyone can talk, and you can have emotion come from your words. But how can you have emotion and uh, the other things that you need to propel your story forward? Yes. Without dialogue. Completely agree. A hundred percent agree. And you start to see the kids. Hey, everyone listening. There are stronger actors in drama class than others. <laughs> and I think pantomime, both of us like starting with that a little bit. You see the kids. You can that see who get it right away. Understand the importance of pantomime in telling a story. Yes. And kids are like, wait, I'm not talking. And then when you add dialogue to that in another unit, those kids that understood pantomime have stronger characters because they are more in tune with their bodies yes. and using their bodies as I'm saying it for the third time because I loved when you said it the first time vessels yeah. to tell the story. Absolutely. It's completely awesome. Um, and, and then once you have that movement, then you can kind of get into like facial expression, Yes, which the easiest movement I did. A, I do another thing with that too. Um, where I, I just call out emotions and I say, show it to me in your face and in and your body. Yes. Like, I want to be able to... Just standing still and then also walking yes. around the space. You know, what yes. does upset look like? Um, I do a... When I talk about Greek theater and the origins of theater, I do masked monologues where they have to create emotion on a mask because they can't use their face. And then once we remove the mask, I say, hey, what were you doing behind there? Because... If you add physical, physical, physical is physicalization. Is that or, what I'm looking for? Physical is physicality, or I, baby, you choose. choose <laughs> if you the start word. using your body, right. um, <laughs> paired with your face, you're going to see a difference. And putting that mask on, and we're getting that, and we'll get to that after the break. Your voice, body, and face will change the way you talk and present. Mm -hmm. I mean, both of us must look like crazy people sitting four feet from each other right now with a microphone in front of our face because we're not sitting there with nothing on our oh, face. No, of, we you are should see me right now. I am leaning up <laughs> and I am moving around because there is so much balance between movement and face and voice. And let's get into all of that when we come back, baby. See you after iteration. Light to Fickler and get to get back to your spots. Leave me alone. I'm getting into character. <sighs> getting into character, please. I don't know her. Except I do know her because that's what this <laughs> podcast is about. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, uh, we're back talking about character. We've talked about only mostly physical. physical. And then the last bit of physicality is your voice. Yes. And we were talking about charisma coming from your voice when you are expressive. 
but also modifying your voice in a certain way. I love modifying my voice. Yeah. And when I student taught, it was super fun to get to teach about that. It's a little too advanced for middle schoolers. Yes. But I think voice modification is such a strong tool to creating character. And for me personally, that was always the first place I started. And when we say voice modification, we're not talking about, we're going to get, I will touch briefly on like accents and stuff. But when we're talking voice modification, we're talking about changing the timbre of your voice, the tempo, Mm -hmm. the pitch, all of that. Because for me, that was the strongest thing was to figure out what that character's voice was within uh they're not just what they say right yes but also everything right all the qualities how it sounded so that i can could start talking and and saying my lines as i wanted to sooner well and if you think of it i think of it as you know from your brain and that brain path out to your voice and how your body and your face all moves that it it tailors between the physicality of your voice uh, or the physicality of your body and with your your thoughts, your inner monologue as this character going through all of that. I love, um, I do not pride myself on necessarily having the lowest manly voice ever, but really finding that lower voice and when talking to someone, not making it like, hello, minor, <laughs> like not making it low and creepy, but really finding that soft, you know, I've lowered the speed of my voice and, it's a little bit more sultry and I can kind of feel like you're creating this character. Right? Yeah. It, it's just so fun to play around with too. And sometimes it takes a little while for you to figure out, okay, how, yeah, how exactly do I want this person to sound? Right. Because so much of that is going to be infused into everything else you do. When you're doing a play, you're not singing. You're talking right. the entire time. Right. And so really establishing that, that, that quality um, that's going to best express that character is very valuable to you and to the audience. Well, and adding that emotion, the emotion to it is easy too. Um, I, it's not a character, but I think of a drag queen in this, like the pheromone, right? We know it so well because it's just the, oh yeah, no, no, I, why, why are you doing this? No, like that whininess. If you, I think of characters on stage, right? If your character is a really needy housewife having that like, Oh, right. Let me change the timbre of this or let me, you know, I think it would completely change it than being like, no, honey, I don't want to do this. I, yes. Like, I get what you're right? saying. Completely, yeah. And, and we will mention this probably 10 more it times. helps to complete the transformation try, try something yes have freaking fun with it yes. like i like you said like changing the quality right. of your voice is so fun like i i i do weird sound like weird voices around our house all the time where i'll just be like hi right. everybody how right. are we all doing today so <laughs> like it's so fun here's our check-in moment of those listening to the podcast what you our tips and tricks for you right here when we're talking about movement body voice right now what you can do play walk around play Play. with that yes two my favorite thing when i'm playing a character is look at yourself in the mirror do it and be weird you know you love to look at yourself (laughs) yeah i love the attention work we have like six mirrors just in (laughs) my living room but like look at yourself how are you changing you know your eyebrows and your nose and your cheeks and your lips like yeah and then say your lines into the mirror right 
and yeah. change your your voice. If you are a type of actor, and younger people are that way, if you are a type of actor that maybe is a little bit shy of trying out things during rehearsals, these tricks you can do 100% by yourself. If you are an educator that wants to try out these things, literally make the kids go to the bathroom and stand in front of the mirrors and say their lines, right? But what if someone's in there? Who cares? Yeah. Do Make it. a fool of yourself. Yeah. Have fun. Right. Like the best moments sometimes come when you do the unexpected. Right. And if you get your kids to at least, or you, if you get yourself or whomever, you know, the, the actors, if the mm -hmm. actor is starting to reach this place of characterization, then as a director, you can start to do so much more playing. The last thing I can I please just, do uh, add something really quickly. Uh, the final piece, at least for me, is the paperwork. Is yes, that mental? Is it. that mental, emotional? I want to sit down and I want to clarify these things for myself. Whether yes. that's like physically writing them down, that's something that I the the, the tool that I use in the educational so setting. Use, like, but for tools. you and I, I think we when we talk about how we want to direct character, we really just start talking about who these people are. How do we yes. see them in these different facets? And so it's less of like the physical paperwork, but you're still asking the same questions and right. still trying to find the same answers. So let's break this up in educational theater. Hi, teachers in educational <laughs> theater. What do you teach middle schoolers about research is not the word I want to use methods. about methods in characterization, character analysis. What is your, yeah. What is your big thing with, in regards to character analysis? I use a couple of different things. Um, maybe Explain. it's just because I used it quite a bit in college, but I like to teach them Hodge, Hodge. Um, which is uh, will. Uh, no, first it's desire, will, moral stance, and decorum. And I think that those four little qualities really define the big things. And it's since it's only four things, it's really easy for the kids to grasp yes. because uh, desire is like what your character wants. Will is how much do they want it and what are they going to do to get it? Right. Moral stance is their core values as a person and as a character, which is obviously going to impact everything that they say and do. And then decorum is all the other fun physical stuff. How do they sound? How do they talk? How do they walk? Well, I think you're forgetting something that you probably do before that, that I literally didn't think of until now. When we are talking character and you are talking characterization and character analysis, boom, the first thing objective yes what does your character want in this story yes what does your yeah. character want and then start that tactics yes of how, how are you gonna get gonna what get they it? want yeah. yeah and and i think that that's really fun to see them start to get because you're like yeah every show basically is about someone wanting something and they're gonna try several different things until they finally either do or do not get that thing at the end well i tell kids and so you know showing us that journey yeah i tell kids all the time i go you know this stuff because in the entertainment world, that is what happens. In every movie, in every TV show, yeah. in every book, in every video game, there is a objective and obstacle and tactics you do to overcome that obstacle and achieve that objective. It's not hard. It's just thinky. Yes. You have to think viscerally about, well, oh, yeah, what is well, this? Well, and it's also, yeah, getting past the basic about yes. being like, my character wants to fall in love. Right. Well, why do they want to fall in right. love? Right. 
what is what is really their what is and the, that gives the you real the Hodge questions of yes. what is their desire to fall in love but what is it what is it is it to have safety is yes. it is it to feel wanted yes is it to protect themselves from something else what is it and so then you break into those hodge questions and then we both like using uh Uta Uta Hagen's Hagen's nine, nine questions, questions absolutely which basically break down a lot of your like general questions that just add more about who you are where you are what's yes. going on how do you it's a lot with of others spatial and, yes. it's a lot of spatially like who you are in you and then who you are in yes. relationship to everyone else and then who you are in relationship to the larger world Yes. Um, I, I like Uta Hagen's nine questions because you can make them really specific for just a scene yes. or you can also use them for an entire show. Yes. They're, they're very, very versatile. So yeah, sometimes I'll bust those out and say, okay, just. And I started these. using those a lot. I did them. I did it with my, uh, introductory drama classes last semester and we, we had some, you know, not a lot of buy-in, um, this currently I am teaching the kids about historical drama and, and we're playing with the Titanic um, and they've been giving boarding passes of real character, real life characters. I know you're um, real this role drama is so cool. Uh, I love it. Um, but what I do is a me map. So a web of great research your character because you're, I mean, when we talk historical drama, you are playing a real person. Absolutely. So there's real information. And then when it comes to historical drama, it's great. Here's what you know. What do you not know that you can make, make up? up? And I tell the kids, you can make it up. However, Miss Sally yes. Brown on the Titanic can't be a TikTok influencer. Yes. That didn't, you have to that is, really That think is about my it. least favorite thing when, when kids are doing character analysis and they're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, if you don't know, guess what? You, you get make, to make it. it up. You create but it. But I go, you have to. There's, there's restrictions that you are being created, that you are that you have to follow based on something for the historical drama. It is literally the history, you know, that you have to, the time period, all of that for other characters. If this character is a villain, you can't be like, Oh, and then my other character, this character likes to donate to charity on the weekends. It's like, well, is that really how your character would yeah. act? My, no. I, it's also really fun to to use this for people who are maybe in like the ensemble or the chorus. Yeah. Oh. And being like, you're not waiter number five. You are whoever the heck you want to be, right? Give them a backstory. Give them something so that you're not just this boring guy placing down the water on the table and saying, "Have a good night." You, you why, why are you saying that, right? And sometimes kids take that and they freaking run. So perfect segue <laughs> into this. We've done. Uh, individually as much as we can do movement body voice mind research characterization yes now it's interacting with others and so we have a wide variety of you know spectrum in it it is a character it is a it is an actor that knows their character runs their lines moves their blocking it's a little rigid and you can kind of flush it out and make it flexible right ensemble is always hit or miss, I you know, or hit, hit and just and destroy, or or <laughs> knock you it know, out of miss. The park. right? You yeah. have the characters that are the actors that walk on stage, and you're like, you have no idea what's going on. You are this person. You are Sally on stage, not knowing what's going on, yeah. right? Which is just a generic name. I'm not saying anyone I know. We're not Sally. trying to shade you, Sally. Sorry, Sally girl. <laughs> um, then there are the people that walk on stage, the ensemble members that are my favorite. 
of they take it and run, you know, take it and run with it. And you're like, oh my goodness, do you see these two interacting about like looking over there or, or maybe, you know, one of my favorites is when they start doing like a handshake and they start making up a handshake um, or, you know, they are reading a book. Who was who was it in Fame that was reading the book? Was it Emma? It was oh Emma. Oh my gosh! It was one scene that she came in every single time she sat down and she read her book, but she wasn't just sitting there reading the book. She was listening to the book and reading the book, and then I think a character starts screaming and she like looks up and like takes her book and what? I was yes. like, you made this a full on character. Yeah, and it's really cool. And however, then... <laughs> however. Let me just say that one more time. However, <laughs> we get something we like to call in this household a Mr. Miss or Mix, or maybe there are a Mrs. I don't know if they're married. Anyways, <laughs> pull focus. The Polina Focusina. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the the he chorus she, man. Gays that are back there in the chorus that they are making the story right now about them. Yes. And you, I it's am a fine mean, line. It is, I it is hard about it where I go, Hey baby, story's not about you right now. Yes. Where, but I also, it is hard where you want to yeah. be interesting and you want to give it something and you're like having so much fun, but then yes, it is not about you right now. Right. This is, this is not your moment. And Sorry. so my question is how our focus is what, and they usually know what the focus is about. It's about the people talking. Yeah. But I go, how do you help create the world? So the audience knows immediately the world that these characters mm, are in. Yeah. Are you a street beggar? And they get that right away by the way you're doing it. Are you a, you know, just flippy, flirty waitress in a, sure. a restaurant that's like, oh, there's all these different types of waitresses. They're in this, you know, typical restaurant or diner or something. I go, you have to help create the world. You can't mm -hmm. be the world. You yeah. have to help create it. Yeah. Yeah. As much as you want to pull focus, don't. No, you don't need to. Yeah. But it is funny to watch. I mean, we've talked about it forever. Of... Oh, yeah. No, you will You will know a, a mix, Mr. Miss, pull focus when you see one. Right. It's great. It, uh, it is entertaining, but yeah, you just don't want it to be a distraction. No. Like, you, you have to help the world. I think that is a great way to put it. However, we do have to keep in mind, and I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod, but, you know, I say as a director, we always say, as a director, I want to tell you you're being too much. Like, props to that. Props to Miss Pull Focus. Yes. Who said, I'm going to give you 100. You went and there. I'm gonna say, I usually say, love it. Now let's just scale it back, back a little bit. Because yep. it's no fun as a director to be like, hey, you were really boring on stage. Just give me more. Yes. But those people that do great. Yeah, that go there. It, it, I'm sure it's a bummer for them to have to, you know, be like, like that was awesome. But also, you're pulling the focus, baby. Yeah. It, it, it was it was all you in that moment. And I loved that for you. But I had no clue what was going on over here. Right. And <laughs> I'm going to pull focus right now and say, we need to take a break. We'll okay. be right back. Bye. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome Please back. welcome to the stage.
Paulina Focusina. Paulina Focusina. We <laughs> are back. Uh, I, God bless them, though. Yeah. We love them. I've been one before. Oh, I 100% know. One. I 1,000% know that I was the one girl at that one time. That was me. And that's okay. I was that girl. I'll always be that girl. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, so, continuing on about character. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Hey, welcome back. Hey, all you characters um, out there. Hey, you, you cool Captain characters. <laughs> what y'all doing? Um, <laughs> character. Some So, character, you try your hardest to be in character during the entire rehearsal process. Yes. Um, however. Yeah, and sometimes they'll give you, like, BS rehearsal costumes, and you're like, okay, what do you do? What is this wool skirt going to do for me? But then. It's first rehearsal run or costume yeah. run, and bam! Yes, you it, we've we've been it. Yes, we've and we've seen, seen it, it now as directors. Yes, it is where you're like, whoa! Why you gotta right. turn it out so hard? So okay, one that we want to talk about. I think have we talked about him before? Yes, we literally told this story about the little coconut head wig because <laughs> it he. Next uh, to classified. Sorry, love you, Sam. Right. But you had no character. No, there, it was, it was, no, there was it, no there, character. Yep. We had, after every run, we had said, hey, Sam, like, can we you need give more. us more? Give we us more. more. Be more quirky or, or maybe be more, like, strange or nerdy or something. And he was like. like he was giving us stuff, was, but right, it was just was not what we wanted. And then we finally or to got the, the level wig, we wanted. And we were like, Sam, this is going to be your wig. And he was like, can I rehearse with it today? And we were like, sure. And oh, my God. Yeah. Whole new character. Whole new He person. became like this. Pom- We're talking spam a lot, by yes. the way. He became Sir Robin. This, Sir Robin. Yes. He became this like pompous kind of. Same with Gabe in that show, too. With his Sir Galahad wig. wig. Yes. Yeah. It was it was a moment. It was the whole like, yes, I my whole posture changed the second I put this thing on my head. Well, and my voice changed. Here's right? the deal. You think Heather's, too, I think is the same thing. The minute th- those girls were. They were great. Prancy and and pissy and all that. But the second but they put on the full, yeah. And the, the socks. The hair, the socks. Oh, yes. It changed. Technical elements change. It is a tra- it, it's the full final transformation. But right? you can work. You've even, done all the work, but you finally see yourself as that person. I think it's really that connection of that, that finally physically you look the same way you yes. feel. Well, and it can be everything. I mean, even before the costumes, one thing I really like is like if you're building a set that has multiple levels, the ability to go up the stairs. I'm like, yeah. wow, I can go up these stairs and now I'm not being like, I am doing my blocking running in place because I run up these stairs. It's like, no, I am actually, actually running playing on the space and yeah. playing on the space. And then when you have a light, you know, we are directing Mamma Mia this summer and I have said that I, you know, am doing the lighting as spectacular as possible because I think that spectacle of lighting will also help the actors on stage be like, this is it right now. This is the moment, Mm -hmm. this spotlight, this disco ball, these flashing lights during this, you know, that causes the chaos that causes the panic that causes the lonesomeness. All of that can do that with all of the technical elements. And then you get into like makeup, things like Shrek. Yeah. You can't be Shrek until you're Shrek. Yeah. Or, or, um, you know, Er, er, I don't know what I just <laughs> did there. <laughs> Anyways, um, the oh, it's yeah, it's I think it's just so cool to see like people finally look the way they feel. Yes, and you can really start to see that. Like Completely my agree. one of my favorite examples of that was when my sister was in School of Rock, 
Um, yes. And she, I remember the first time put on her, her she was Summer, who is uh, the like little Miss Know-It-All, right? And the second she put on the blazer skirt combo, um, she started walking in this like really hilarious, but also perfectly in character, like posture and walk where it was like, I don't even know how to describe it because it wasn't soldier like and it wasn't robotic, but it was like a beautiful in between. Right. And it was just so funny. And she got so many compliments from people being like your walk made your character. Well, so here's the deal with character and, and, and this brings us into our next point of when do we as directors or when do we as audience members or, yeah. or see it on stage? And as a director, one of my favorite things is seeing someone take a character, whether that's after the costume or after the set or yes. or after enough time to really get into that character. Or we start working with a live band or music yes. and they create these impulses. We've talked about how much I love kids creating impulses, but yeah. that is a huge characterization thing. Yes. It says, can I think like my character and make a decision that my character, not me, the actor, yes. is doing? And especially in the moments, like, yes, when you have lines, but also in the moments where you don't have anything. Yes. Right? That's, yeah, because you're so much finally in this person's world that you just know how you would react. Or how you would approach this situation, or how you would move through this space, or how you would say this to someone, right? It's it's just so cool. This is the one. This is one of the stupidest things that's coming into my head right now that I'm thinking of about impulse. And I've talked to you about this many a time before. Is uh, I don't even know his name. I wish I sh- I, I really need to figure it out. We'll post it on the gram. Yes. Um, but I think of uh, Hamlet, and uh, he's doing the to be or not to be speech. And he's talking about, you know, what is life worth it if I can't love? And he he puts his hand on his heart and then he starts to like rub his heart and like go through that. That's like what I think of when I think of impulse. Um, do you have anything that comes to mind when you think that? Uh, I think maybe just because it's the most recent one that I've seen, but it recently resurfaced, obviously, because Bridgerton Caesar 2 just came out. Shout Watch out to it. all the ladies out there and the gays. <laughs> <laughs> no man is what No straight man is watching. <laughs> who, who like that show. Um, but Jonathan Bailey is a phenomenal yes. actor outside of that yes. show. If you didn't know it or not, the man yeah. can sing. Oh, absolutely. And the video just resurfaced of him singing If I Didn't Believe in You from uh the last five years and i just not only does he sound amazing but he is acting he is giving you the entire character he he is that person in that moment and that is why i think his performance performance is so striking to me because it's the moments in between it's the way that and i don't even think there's another person in the room when he's singing it in the particular video again i think i'll post this one as well right um but he there you I I can see the other person there and I can see his reactions to what they're doing, even though I can't yes. see the other person. It is just delicious, amazing character. It is so good. Well, and I think he won an Olivier Award, too. I so wouldn't be work. surprised from it. Right. But it, but it is those impulses that are really, you know, phenomenal that really make or break, you know, the the energy that 
we're watching it, you know, the, those little moments. And I think we tell our kids all the time that of like, live in the moment. You have to live in what's going on on stage. Yes. And, and that is not a, that is not an easy thing to do no. saying living in the moment when as a middle schooler, as a 13 year old, you're like, wow, I have these lines and I have to remember on this line, I have to walk on this side of the stage and then I have to walk off stage. Right. But you're like, so desperately you want to try to live in the moment. Yeah. Cause then you can really like, we were like, we were talking about with impulses when you know your character's so well when you know it from top to bottom you're able to to really like yes you know the blocking and yes you know what you're supposed to sing or yes you know what you're supposed to say but then within that you can start to play and grow and and change as a character so that organically it's it's evolving yes. and it's it's becoming something that that is still the same but also is new so what can we do as educators or as masters i mean there is always room for improvement with us yes. in this, but I would consider ourselves as years and years and years of experience. We're now pushing 10 plus years of experience in creating character. How can we tell those listening students and teachers and also one of the biggest advocates, parents who are sitting at home running lines with people who are helping these kids establish these characters, right? What can we, what advice can we offer? Right. I would say the thing is, is start early. And what can you do right off the bat? The minute you know a show is out. Right. And I think there's a research element to it. But then I think there's also the idea of just once you realize what you're auditioning with, it is playing. You love yes, the idea of playing. that is what I was going to say. Yeah. It is play for me. Yes. And it is it is it is risk taking first. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and I think that for a lot of actors, especially young actors where there may be the, uh, the hesitation because of eyes and perceptions of other people, find a safe space, whether yes. that's at home or maybe you feel comfortable in the rehearsal room. Yes. That is up to you to play and take risks and do all of that stuff that we just talked Completely about. Agree. You play around with your body and your voice. Look in and, that mirror and, 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 do, and all of, yeah. do all of the things before you really jump in to things so that uh, I, this is always a phrase I like to use with everyone is practice like you perform. So yes. because you've done 100%. all that playing and all that messing around, yes. now you can put it into practice yes. and continue to practice and practice and practice. And then again, finding those differences, those nuances, as you get more into the rehearsal process and as this character is changing and evolving, but then you're going to be so able to be in the moment in the performance because you know exactly who you are mind body mental space emotions Work. everything that yes. this person is in that moment well okay and that leads me into number that leads me into my second piece of advice is that journey is an independent journey no two people no two actors truly can do it the same exact way you have to figure out what works for you however the other piece of advice i'll give you is have a dialogue Especially if yes. you have a character or characters yes. who are uh, very heavily involved in each other's stories. Sit down and do that verbal paperwork. Well, it have, could be verbal, but I think dialogue, right? Yes. So I agree with you. I cut you off, but I no. agree with you. Sitting, you know, you and I, that means a, it, dialogue about characterization means a whole lot to us. We have yes. spent 30, 40, an hour long talking <laughs> about Mamma Mia and, and where did these characters meet and how did they meet and what are the circumstances and how did they come to find each other and where are they going once they Yes, separate? it is super nerdy, but yes. also you are going to thank yourself. Right. 
But I think when you say dialogue, it reminds me of Nick in Heather's. His dialogue was with himself. With himself. But JD had no other person in this story yes veronica but until they, her but he's right. he's very much was so, before then yeah uh, one by of himself. our actors in heather's nick he kept a journal and he would write in it and nick i'm so sorry to tell you this one day you left your journal at rehearsal and we did go through it i did go through it and kira was a bit more concerned than i was, I was. It, was it raised a lot of it red was flags very for me. dark and but i think you, you got it yes. i think you got it me knowing have known him for as long as i did was like ah Red flag, red flag. Right. And I was like, he was okay. We'll watch <laughs> Nick at lunch when Nick is being Nick, you know, yes. to see if any of these are concerns. But I think a lot of the stuff, the dark, really depressive things that he was writing in this journal was not Nick writing. No. I think it was JD when he was sitting on stage and there were other people interacting with yeah, him. Yeah, he was having he that was dialogue with himself. Dialogue on yeah. stage and really keeping this mind of like what this performance yeah, is. Yeah, so maybe that's an internal dialogue. Yes. That is maybe just a you figuring out on paper who this character is, journaling as your character, or just answering questions about your character, whatever it is, or having a physical dialogue with yes. another person who's also involved in that story with you yes. so that you can continue to figure out these details that are ultimately going to help you make stronger choices. Yes. Well, and then that final thing is just, you know, speaking and then of that dialogue. maybe putting on the, the wig or yeah, the skirt work. or the shoes yes. or whatever it is and and finally letting that person live and breathe and then share it share it with others yes share your character with others and then afterwards share your character process share your characterization with others let people try to find things you know like i said I it's think, a different path but you're gonna pick and choose things that work from other people that are. Amazing. i think that is something that i would really like to know as we move forward and work on these shows over the summer is is asking students okay what is your process work like can we can we give you tools to help continue your process but also i would yeah i would love to know what you're currently doing and how then we can add stuff to it to increase your process and expand your process um because yeah everyone's not one person's process is going to be the exact same right everyone has to figure out how you are going to best create a character for you um and that could be any one of these things but that could also be something that we maybe didn't even talk about right we, we're huge nerds and we we love this stuff creating characters is really no. really cool yes. oh, absolutely i love it but yeah i just there's so many different ways you can do it yeah that's it that's the podcast thank you all for logging on <laughs> yeah um, so go out there yeah play I hope and make is, some really cool characters. I think so. Um, hey, we appreciate you listening to this episode. Yes. I had a great time talking I about had this. An awesome it's time. nerdy as hell, but <laughs> we definitely but hopefully do practical, it. Yes. right? Even if you can take just like a tiny little nugget from tonight's conversation, or if you the can, whole damn meal. you got a whole damn meal, yeah. yeah. Um, that is up to you. Take what you need. Um, if if you have anything that you would like to share with us, like I said, I would love to learn more about other people's processes. Speaking of sharing things with <laughs> us, you can like rate and review our podcast on wherever, wherever you your listening your ears yep. are at, or you can share with us directly on our Instagram at theater podcast. T H E A T R E podcast. The thing, not the place Get it together. Yes. And you can follow <laughs> us on there. Tell us what you think in the comments or Really slide into our DMs. Yeah. We'd love to see you there. <laughs> um, but if you after you've done all that and you're you're just itching to get some more, right? You can join us back in two weeks for just another 
Fantastic. Amazing. Wonderful. Full episode. of character episode. Full of character episode of Theater Thoughts. Thoughts. Goodbye.